This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Friday, June 4th. S&P futures are flat across the board. So the S&P is flat. The NASDAQ is up three points. The Dow is down 30 points. So unchanged on U.S. equity futures um, across the board. No big growth versus value discrepancy this morning. Same goes for Europe. So the major European indices are about unchanged as well. None of the big subgroups are up or down more than 50 basis points. So nothing all that exciting to talk about with regards to Europe. Asia saw a little bit more mixed price action. You had strength in mainland China, um, while uh, Hong Kong ended off small. So obviously, um, you know, very, very, very sleepy morning. Um, Not a ton of major incremental news to talk about, just kind of run through some major themes. On the jobs report, I have a relatively long preview in the piece this morning. So check that out. Um, You know, I think at the end of the day, it's not going to be as seminal catalyst as some are making it out to be. I think it's relatively clear that end market demand in the economy is quite strong right now. Um, you are not seeing that necessarily manifest itself in the formal economic statistics because of a lot of supply chain constraints, um, specifically with regards to jobs. There are huge um, labor supply problems that are um, that were responsible largely for last month's jobs disappointment and to the extent this morning's jobs numbers fall short of expectations. Again, I think it's mostly a supply problem. So, you know, the market cares a lot more about end market demand than it does, um, you know, supply disruptions, which is why to the extent you get a big shortfall this morning, I don't think you're going to see kind of a massive rally in treasuries or a massive rally in tech stocks. Um, if you do, I think it'll be very ephemeral over within a couple of hours. Whereas if you see a blowout today, like you saw in ADP yesterday, um, I do think that would lead to um, a sustained sell-off in in treasuries and then further weakness in tech stocks. So um, I have a lot more detail in the piece this morning. But that's kind of my views on jobs. Um, just kind of running through the other big macro themes, build back better in infrastructure spending, a ton of noise out on this subject. Um, you know, there are articles this morning talking about how while Biden may have, um, you know, rescinded his corporate tax proposal in talks with Republicans, he still plans on pursuing re- those tax hikes. There's another ar- another article saying how Democrats are increasingly wary of tax hikes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. My views on this um, are relatively consistent. I think that these bipartisan negotiations are not going to yield a passable deal. I think you're going to see the process pivot back to a partisan reconciliation track that will create tax hike headline risk. But I do think at the end of the day, you will not see rates rise materially. That's been my view pretty much from the start. Um, and I continue to believe that. But I also do think you're going to see headline risk increase in the coming weeks. Um, on the global minimum tax front, so the G7 finance ministers meeting kicks off in London today. That continues into tomorrow. So you're going to see a lot of weekend headlines out. It looks very likely that G7 is going to commit, um, albeit in a vague and nine non-binding fashion to move forward with Biden's global minimum tax proposal. Remember, this still needs to get um, approved by the full G20 and the full OECD, and then it has to come back and get passed through Congress. So there's still a lot of obstacles standing in the way of it. 
Um, but you are going to see the appearance of progress um, this weekend, at least coming out of that G7 meeting. Nothing super um, impactful to talk about with regards to Fed policy, but I do think that on the 16th at the next Fed meeting, which is also the next Powell press conference, you're going to see Powell echo what Clarita Quarles and others have said that you know the Fed is thinking about thinking about tapering, um, while the economy right now has not achieved the quote unquote substantial progress that Fed officials have looked for. Um, it is on track to do so by the end of this year, which means you could be looking at a taper in November or December of this year. Um, you know, again, I don't think that's going to be terribly disruptive for markets, although it could certainly create um, some near-term dislocation to the extent you do see Powell come out and kind of um, deliver that type of a message on the 16th. Powell will be participating this morning at around 7 a.m. in a um, panel discussion on climate risk. I don't think this should be a huge catalyst for the market. I doubt he'll make any um, you know real major policy announcements. Um Nothing all that incremental to say on COVID. No major economic data out this morning. Um, you did have a lot of earnings last night, um, You know, mostly relatively um, insignificant ones in tech and retail, although you did have Avago, Lululemon, um, DocuSign, and a bunch of others. So I have details on all that in the piece this morning. Um, Bill Ackman's SPAC. So initially, it was reported that that SPAC was going to buy all of Universal Music. That was the initial report around five or six o'clock last night. Um, but then he came out overnight and confirmed that Bill Ackman's SPAC is in talks to buy ten percent stake in Universal Music um, for about four billion dollars. So that's about a forty billion dollar valuation for the whole company. So not all of Universal Music, just a ten percent stake in it. Um, and that is essentially it is with terms of major news for this morning. Just looking at the calendar for Friday quickly, obviously jobs at 8.30 are going to be the most important catalyst. Like I said earlier, Powell is participating in this panel on climate around 7 a.m. I don't think that will be all that important. Um, you probably will see a lot more infrastructure spending headlines. Um, it, the White House and um, Senate Republicans are due to have another round of discussions today. Um, and that is essentially it. No big company specific news today. Um, just quickly looking into next week for the major events include China imports, exports and FX reserves. That's out Monday morning. You're going to get the next U.S. jolts report for Tuesday. Remember, this shows job openings in the economy. They were at record levels at the moment, just kind of, um, you know, I think underlying how the problem with jobs right now is more one of supply than it is in demand. You have a lot of inflation figures next week. So China CPI Wednesday morning, US CPI Thursday morning. And then on the earnings front, you have um, some of the bigger names include Campbell Soup, Restoration Hardware, Chewy, um, Marvel Semiconductor, and a few others. Um, the Biogen Alzheimer's Purdue data is Monday. It's a huge event for not just that company, but probably biotech overall. The Apple Worldwide Developers Conference is next week. Um, I don't think that's going to be really terribly important, but it obviously gets a lot of material uh, media attention. And then there are another, it's another very busy week of sell side conferences. So expect a lot of, um, you know, corporate updates similar to this, this week also. Uh, and that is essentially everything for today, Friday, June 4th. Thank you for listening.